Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And good afternoon. Great to be with everybody on the show today. Uh, we got high school football coming up tonight. Chickaloni Lewisburg. Got a 100.9 Valley is Lewisburg. And uh, WKOK has Chickaloni. How about the story yesterday, Greg Wetzel and the Chief Dave Ritchie kidding around that maybe for a period of time they'd swap assignments. Right. One go over to WKOK and the other to 100.9 The Valley. I thought that was fun. That was a fun conversation. Not going to happen, but it was a fun conversation to have yesterday. It was great to have both of them on the show yesterday, along with Josh Showers, talking about the Seals Grove. Seals Grove, it's great. It's on a roll. Salem's Grove, with credit, is on a roll. They've been they've been playing really well lately. As have, uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, just a fun segment yesterday with everybody talking about it. Uh, and tonight they've got Central Columbia, I believe. That game is coming up. Let's see. That's on Eagle 107. Seals Grove and Central Columbia. They've been, you know. Seals Grove's been playing great. All right. That's to their credit. Now, there's also, uh, besides high school football, but it was college football tonight. Clemson's taking out Syracuse this evening. That'll be at the Carry Dome at 7. You've got Oregon hosting Cal tonight. Now, Syracuse, by the way, let's get to very quickly the records. Uh, Clemson's 3-2, and two, offensively still struggling. I mean, really struggling. Syracuse is 3-3. Three and three. Not a bad defensive team, Syracuse. And then the late game tonight, these are both on ESPN. Oregon at Autzen Stadium tonight is going to be hosting Cal. Cal's one and four. Oregon's four and one. That's at ten thirty. Then the game on CBS Sportsnet tonight, and it's a late game at ten thirty. Maybe it's ten fifteen. San Diego State, which is ranked twenty fourth by the way, uh, will be playing at San Jose State this evening. And that is the college football story tonight. Now, it's coming up tomorrow, and I've talked about this. Uh, in fact, before we get to tomorrow, let me get to something. Dave from Jameson had sent me a picture of the Charlie Jones play from last Saturday. You all know it, where he hits the pylon with his hand and the balls in his left hand. Let me explain something about that rule that maybe most of you don't know. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't know. The college rule is a little bit different than the high school rule. 
when it comes to the goal line in the NFL, let's take let's take that play. Let's move the ball over a little bit here. In the NFL, if somebody is so they're going to the pylon, they've got the ball in their left hand, and they go over the pylon, and the ball's outside the pylon as they dive over the pylon. In the NFL, it is not a touchdown. Because the ball's got to be inside the pylon. That's why you see so many NFL players, boom, they, when they go and they try to make sure they tuck that ball inside. Okay. But in college, the line of the goal line extends out past the field. It's a, you know, it's one of those invisible theoretical, all right, extends past the field. But in this case, it is not a touchdown because the ball, when he hits the pylon with his hand as he reaches out, which now puts him officially out, the ball isn't beyond the line, even the invisible line. That's why it would not have been a touchdown and should not have been a touchdown. But I think a lot of people don't realize that the line in college football doesn't end, the goal line does not end at the pylon that the line invisibly extends out beyond the plane. And you can reach out with the ball outside the pylon with your left hand, hit the pylon with your right, and if the tip of the ball is over that invisible line, then it would count. Well, that's not what he did. That's why it still wouldn't have counted. Hits it with the right hand, reaching out. Ball in left hand, ball wasn't over the invisible line. That's why it should not have should not have been a touchdown. But the rule is a little different in the college game than it is in the pros. It's like there are just certain rules that are different in the college game than the pros. You know, the clock stops briefly on first downs, things like that. Pass interference is 15 yards, not spot of the foul. If it's beyond 15 yards like the NFL is. Um, so there are different rules, you know, in the NFL, you know, where the where the extra point spot is is different from college to pro, things like that. How wide the hash marks are, different college to pro. With the hash marks, a big deal. Well, this is one of those that's different as well. That line extending invisibly, the goal line extending beyond the pylon, and whether the ball has to be inside the pylon or not. That's a different rule in college compared to the pros. But... Jones reached out with his right hand, hit the pylon, which now puts him out. Okay? And the ball is not across the invisible plane when he does it. That's why it's not a, would not have been a touchdown. But I want to at least explain the rule. I hope I explained it correctly. Uh, or at least, I know I explained it correctly. 
but I hope I explain it in such a way that you can visualize and understand it. And that is the, because uh, Dave and Jameson had asked that question. So, Dave, I hope that answers your question as well. Tonight, the American League Championship Series starts Red Sox and Houston. Uh, You will notice tonight that Lance McCullers Jr. will not be starting tonight because he was left off the playoff roster by the Astros. Uh, Framber Valdez will start tonight. McCullers was He's the ace of the Astros staff. There's no getting around it. He is the ace. And in game one against the White Sox, he was the ace. He was outstanding. Game two against, or game uh, four against the White Sox, he started, but then forearm tightness, so they had to take him out. Well, because of the forearm tightness, they couldn't put him on the ALCS roster. He's, he can't pitch. So Valdez is going to pitch tonight, and Luis Garcia is going to pitch on in Game 2. Red Sox will go with Chris Sale tonight, and they'll go with Nathan Navaldi in Game 2. So that is, uh, that's the story um, in that. And there's no doubt that the Astros are the uh, are the favorite going, and they should be the favorite. The Astros have had you know had a good year. Um, Alvarez, I mean, you want to talk about a guy you might not know about because everybody knows about Carlos Correa, they know about Jose Altuve, but I'll tell you, a guy that had a really nice year was Jordan Alvarez. Had a terrific year for the Astros this year, terrific, and. Uh, and they can score. I mean, they led the American League in runs. They led the American League in hits. They led the American League in, in average. They led the league in on base percentage. And by the way, if you want to blow them away with a fastball, they were had the second lowest strikeout total in the majors. Now, we'll get to the end of the Giants and the Dodgers game. I want to talk about that next. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. It is all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Summary, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. As we have to go a straight half hour the next half hour. So it's great, man. It's fun. All right. Um, great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, the call at the end of last night's Dodger-Giant game just defied explanation. It doesn't mean the Giants are going to win. It absolutely does not. But I'm going to get into that in the next half hour because you have to... I talk about this all the time, and a lot of people don't get the concept. All right, for some reason, I mean, I sit here and I'm like, going, I don't understand the concept. When I talk about people having a feel for the game, they just don't get it. Okay, and I don't get that part. It's obvious when you've got a feel for the game, and you had a first base umpire last night that had no feel for the game. You got to be kidding me. I'll talk about feel for the game, and a lot of people who are in analytics. They look at me like it's like I'm, I'm talking to them from Mars. Like, drop the numbers. Understand how the sport works. <laughs> Golly. You had an umpire last night that didn't understand. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks, 
They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So let's get to the end of last night's game between the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, the Eagle game is over with. We'll get to the Eagles in a moment. Whatever. We'll get to that. Whatever. You know, with another, another we're like, hey, they came back. Oh, yeah, sure, they came back. Yeah, great. <laughs> and do you really think it was that close? No, it was not. Um, Somehow got to get the ball into the hands of. Uh, um, somehow you've got to get the ball into the hands of um, Miles Sanders more. But we'll get to that in a second, okay? Um, so the Dodger Giant game. You have to have, and this is so important because too many people. And numbers have done this. Numbers are great, but you've got to have a feel for the game. Right? And I'll give it to you. I don't care what game it is. I don't care if you're doing a pro game, you're doing a college game, or a high school game. So let's talk about our people that do high school games. You listen to Greg and the guys on 100.9 The Valley. You listen to our broadcast on Eagle 107. Or you listen to Kevo and, uh, and the chief on WKOK. All those guys, every one of them, they have an awesome feel for the game. Same thing when Kevo and the Chief do basketball. Awesome feel for the game. That's why the broadcasts are so good. Right? So I don't care what you're doing. You have to have a feel for the game. All right? Uh, and you just can't be like, and the numbers say ding, 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 ding. Oh, come on. Really? Um, uh, numbers are an important supplement, but it's how the game is played, okay? How the game is played. You know, what's important. So now let's get to the Giants and the Dodgers. Gabe Morales is the first base umpire. He's done two wild card games in his career, so this is the first series he's ever done. And he never got the home plate. He started out the series in right field, then he went right field, third base. You know, he, you know they moved him around, like right field, left field, third, second, first. So he never got the home plate. Um... That's because he's the least experienced guy, and that's why. Chris Bryant, so the game, the way the game played out, Dodgers took the lead, Mookie Betts scored, one nothing. Then Darren Ruff hit a long home run that didn't quite get to McCovey Cove last night, but bounced into it. Ties the game at one. Now it's getting to the late innings. Look, and the Dodgers are, are probably the better team. I mean, you're looking at the guys they're throwing out there. They got Urias out there, then they got they got uh, train, uh, trainings out there, then they got Jansen, and then they bring in Max Scherzer to close. I mean, it's like that's pretty impressive. Meanwhile, the Giants they're trying to bring in somebody 
to keep the game going that was in the minors four different times this year in Duvall. Now, he was great down the stretch in the month of September, but he was in the minors back and forth four times this year. So you're looking at, like, who's probably the better team? It's probably the Dodgers. But it doesn't matter here. you got two outs. Chris Bryant's on first. He's the tying run. And Bryant can run. Wilmer Flores is at the plate. Shearzer's on the mound looking for his first ever save. He gets the count. I want to say it was, I think it was 0-2. I think it was 0-2. And he throws one, boom, that's outside. And Flores checks his swing. But, I mean, when he checks his swing, it's just like, boom, I just checked my swing. The bat doesn't even remotely get to the gray area. Doesn't even remotely get to the gray area. He just boom, stepped up, checked it, brought it right back. Not even close to the gray area. Home plate umpire, you know, checks over. I think Smith asked him to check, but whatever, because, you know, Smith's trying to get some call if he can. I don't blame him. Home plate umpire checks over. Morales rings him up, ends the game, and ends the series. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's how it ends? Let's be honest, though, about the possibilities here. Scherzer could have struck him out on the next pitch. Scherzer could have walked him. Scherzer could have picked off Bryant. Flores could have popped out. He could have grounded out. He could have, he could have flown out. Or he could have hit a double to tie the game. I don't know. Or he could have base hit in his first and third. All those things could have happened, most of which, by the way, equal an out, correct? Or, like... Bryant reached on Turner's error. Do the, does the ball get put in play and the Dodgers make another error? I don't know. We'll never know. To me, that is one of those plays where it has to be painfully obvious for you to ring him up. And this this is one where Flores, the bat didn't even remotely get to the gray area didn't even remotely get to the gray area. You've got to have a feel for the game, a feel for the moment, a feel for the situation. That's one of those that's got to be painfully obvious. And then, to make it worse, when they get the pool reporter, he gives some lame explanation about, well, we don't have instant replay. Guess what? Just stand up there. He says, you know what? I didn't get it right. And I feel awful about it. That's all you got to do. He didn't do it. He gave some lame, well, replay. You guys have replay. We don't have replay. Guess what? You have no feel for the game, no feel for the situation, no feel for the fact that it ended the series. I'm sorry. You don't make that call, especially when the bat didn't get to the gray area. It didn't even get to the gray area. It didn't even. It was one of those like, well, it got to the gray area and like, eh. No, if the bat doesn't even get to the gray area, you fouled up. Say it. You fouled up. And I I just, I, I sat back and said, I couldn't believe it. 
We talk about coaches having a feel for the game. We talk about players having a feel for the game, broadcasters having a feel for the game. And we talk about officials or umpires having a feel for the game. He had no feel for the game in that moment. None. Zero. I mean, I can see why he's done two wild card games, and this is the first series he's ever been assigned to. But that was wrong. And again, it doesn't mean that Flores is going to hit one into McCovey Cove. Doesn't mean Flores is going to deliver a double. Doesn't mean any of that. Like I said, he could strike out on the next pitch. He could be called out, swing and miss, whatever. All right. He could ground out the second into a fielder's choice. He could have popped out. He could have flown out. Right. I mean, the Giants hit a whopping 185 in the series. Let's, I mean, let's also keep in mind that. That he, you know, the Giants as a team had a, a whopping 185 in the series. They they weren't helping themselves. But you've got to be able. And again, this is this is one of the mistakes the Major League Baseball made years ago, when it came to umpiring assignments. And I do not know this guy may have graded out great. Gabe Morales may have graded out great. I'm not saying that, but that's not the philosophy of the umpires' union. The umpires' union has made it plain that they rotate assignments, and the reason they rotate assignments is they consider all umpires equal in the union. They made that plain years ago. So when you get to the World Series, that's not done on merit. It's done on whose turn is it. And that's what they do. It's always been like that. Well, I shouldn't say it's always been like that. That's the way it's been. And they've been they've been public about it. They have been public about it for a long time that this is how they do it. They're all created equal, right? We can put anybody out there, they'll do a great job. And, of course, we all know that's not true. The NFL does it by how you grade it out. And when you get to, you know, wild card weekend, then you get to the next weekend, which you've got the four quarterfinal games being played. The Super Bowl officials are selected from that weekend. Whomever grades out the best on that weekend after grading out to do the game to begin with, whomever grades out the best gets the Super Bowl. It's not out of the AFC and NFC championship games. That's the second and third group grading out. Super Bowl comes out of that weekend, best grades. That's how they do it. College basketball, you advance each round in college. You advance, I'm sorry, each weekend by grade. And the final four officials, the nine that they have, are the nine highest-graded officials in the tournament. That's how they do it. Major League Baseball does not do that. We're the union. We're all equal. Okay. Good. Then you get calls like that you have to explain. And again, did it determine the series? No, but it ended the series. Again, Flores could have grounded out. Flores could have struck out, could have flown out, could have reached on an error, could have had a base hit, uh, could have walked, uh, 
you know, could have been a pass ball. Brian gets the second. Could have been a wild pitch. Brian got. I don't know. We don't know what would have happened. But it, I do know one thing: it definitively ended the series, and it's just the wrong call. And it's not a guess on my part. It's not like, well, my pro- I had no dog in the hunt. I don't care who's there. Okay, it doesn't matter to me. And it's not even close. Okay, now let's get to the Eagles. Let's start with Zach Ertz. He got traded. Why do you get a feeling this isn't the last one? Does Miles Sanders make it through the season? Last night, Sanders was the best offensive player they had in the field. How about Rager last night? Rager, who's just for two years has struggled. Right? So Hertz makes this throw, and he throws it low. I mean, Hertz did not have a good night throwing. In fact, I think the best pass Hertz threw all night was when he scored the touchdown rushing and threw the ball against the wall. I thought that was his best pass of the night. Um, uh, but he threw it low. Rager goes down. Ball clearly hits the ground. Then they call it, you know, justifiably incomplete. Now, now it's not like Rager didn't make an effort. He made a really good effort on the play. And Rager's looking around with this look on his face like, why? Why? It's like, what? What? The ball hit the ground, Jalen. Okay? It's like all the other ones you've been trying to catch for two years. But they traded Zach Ertz. And and the the Ertz trade really helps Arizona. Max Williams is out for the year, knee injury. Max played against Penn State when he was at Minnesota. And so they needed a tight end. You have uh, an undefeated Cardinals team that now really thinks after the start they have. They're the only undefeated team left. And they got Cleveland coming up this weekend. But they have a wide receiver group that is just stacked, led by DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you look at, at their group, at wideout, and it's a pretty impressive group, and Hurts really helps them. But Dallas Goddard, moving forward, is going to be the guy. Now, I, I think Goddard couldn't play last night because of COVID, I believe. Um. <clears throat> But the Eagles are rebuilding, and Goddard, by the way, is a. Um, I think Goddard's a really good tight end, but it's obvious he couldn't play last night. But it's obvious that he is the guy going forward. So they trade Ertz. They get a fifth round pick next spring, and they get this year's sixth round pick, Tay Gowan. Now, Tay Gowan is off to a fabulous start in his Cardinals career. He hasn't played a single game. All right. <laughs> he hasn't played any games. But that's what they got. 
the question now moving forward is, do you trade Miles Sanders? I mean, they're two and four on the season. So Ertz is gone, but the Cardinals have the seventh-ranked passing game in the NFL. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and, yeah, the Purdue kid, Rondale Moore. They're also eighth in rushing, and we all know Ertz can block. He's going to help them. And, of course, Ertz and the Eagles were at loggerheads anyway. They couldn't reach a new contract extension. And Travis Kelsey and George Kittle got long-term deals with the Chiefs and 49ers, respectively. And Ertz never got off the ground with the possibility of getting a contract. He's only 30 years old. He spent his entire career with the Eagles. And he's been everything you'd ask a second-round pick to be. I mean, he, you know, this guy had over, you know, nearly 6,300 yards in receiving, 38 touchdowns. Of course, scored the game winner against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, it's a tough trade for, for the Eagles, tough trade for the, for especially for Eagles fans. A lot of people are attached to him. And they get a sixth-round guy in Gowan who hasn't played it all this year, and they get a fifth-round pick out of it. Okay. As for last night's game, Tampa Bay controls the entire game. Yeah, in the end, um, the Eagles make the score interesting. They're down 28-7. They get a touchdown. I think that was the run by Hurts. And then I think Miles scored his first touchdown of the year. They went for two, by the way. I thought that was an interesting call. Got it, made it 28-22, but after that just could not make anything happen. Couldn't make anything happen after that, you know. And and essentially, the the Bucks ended up at the end of the game just running out the clock. I think they ran out the clock on what the five six yard line, something like that, like the Philadelphia five or six. And so they're two and four. And. They are in an interesting spot. What do you do here? So you deal Ertz. Are there other people you deal? They're not in a division with a dominating team. I mean, Dallas is off to the best start of anybody. But there's no dominating team in the East. But is the Ertz trade a harbinger of things to come. Are other names going? Is it an official rebuild? Hertz last night kept them alive. In the game last night, uh, with his legs, not with his arm. I'll tell you, Shaq Barrett was really good last night. He chased, I mean, he chased Hurts all over the place. 
Shaq Barrett was really good. I thought Shaq Barrett was the best player in the field last night for both teams. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. 